lock your doors. Turn off the lights. Hide under your sheets because it came from your television. Welcome fellow travelers to the Gay Sanctorum. This is the Order of the Midnight Roller podcast. We are your guides, Jameson and Scully. And join us today as we head back to the drive-in theaters to discover B-list horror movies. So we watch a lot of really terrible movies, like a lot of terrible movies. But that's what we thrive on. We we're, do thrive on. We're, we're we're like we're like bad movie junkies, except we are. we're like vampires. Yeah, it's like crack to us. It really is, and when we find the, we have found, we have found. But these are just the the pit a little bit of what we have because there are some terrible Ooh, ones. There's there there's a lot out there that deserve to be talked about does this might be a, a volume one because there could be oh there's there's tons there's so i mean the list my list on amazon is well yeah their algorithm must be like this guy is has zero taste <laughs> no that that is my list because zero like taste. it has all like these bad being saying b-list horror is actually being polite to these movies are they like C and D? I would say D list. D list. Oh, movies. there's a couple. There's one on my list today that is a maybe like a Z list. Uh, I don't know. There, yeah, there's a couple out there. It's not as bad as Cthulhu. I actually have one that's worse than Cthulhu. But oh I'm not, God! I'm not. Going oh to, God! Oops, I'm not actually going to talk about that one. Okay. Um, because I would say that all the ones that I have this week are pretty campy. So. I guess we need to give a little bit of background how we kind of got on this mm. topic. So we were looking for movies to watch, and we were like, we want something absolutely terrible. Just the worst. And so we actually put on... Lamageddon. <laughs> oh, um, Lama, Lama no, it wasn't was No, it was um, Battlefield Earth. Oh, God, Battlefield Earth. So yeah. this movie, the budget for this movie... I can't believe they had this. Well, so we watched Battlefield Earth, which is universally recognized as, like, the worst movie of all time. It's pretty bad, especially for its cast. Yeah. So, and underneath, Amazon Prime always gives you suggestions. Yep. And lo and behold, we look underneath there, and there's the first movie we're going to talk about, which is Lamageddon. Lamageddon. And it just sparked this absolutely horrid um, we're just went, we spent what, like a half hour of like just going through lists and going, oh, sometimes we don't even watch movies. Sometimes we just sit there and watch like previews. Well, that's what we do. <clears throat> and actually, we should record an episode where we're just talking about the movies that we see. Yes. Um, that might be the next one. <laughs> we probably should be. <laughs> um, but we just kind of went down this horrible rabbit hole of these horrible, like, wannabe 1950s B-list horror movies. Oh, they're so bad. They're so... I mean, they're so bad they're good? Some of them. Some are just bad to be bad. Some of them are bad just to be bad. <clears throat> so, the first one we're going to talk about is the one who started it off, which is Lamageddon. Mm -hmm. It was released in 2015, and it's directed by Howie Dewin. Ha oh... Oh, oh god, I just oh, got that. I just got that. That's not his real name. Oh my lord. I, That's gotta I just, be a joke. 
That has to be a joke. That, if it's not, then good on him. Good on him. <laughs> no, let's see. Director. No. How we doing? I okay. I just was reading it. I was just like, oh, well, that look fits it up. the movie too. That fits it really. The, it, really it really does. It really fits the movie. So <clears throat> this movie definitely kind of takes like the teen drama. You know, they uh, they recently lost a family member. Yeah, there was like a the grandmother, grandmother or something, or something yeah, like yeah. that. And then they're staying at the house for protection. The two kids who are roughly high school age-ish, like maybe just graduated. Just graduated. Well, then they throw a party. Yeah. And the llama from outer space. Oh, this movie was like, it needed to be directed by Edward D. Jr. because it was very much that. Yeah. So it comes down and then just starts wreaking havoc on everyone. So it it has a lot of camp to it. Uh, One of the things that actually you noticed before I did one of the character changes shirts, shirts every, every scene. scene. So every every time he leaves and comes back, he has a different shirt on. Yes. Which is normally something I would notice. I kept on noticing something was weird about it, but I never every really scene. figured it out. And sometimes, like, it would be like... Multiple times a scene. Multiple times a scene. Like, they would cut back to him, and mm-hmm. he would be in a different shirt. So you also have kind of that awkward teen boy who ends up becoming, and we'll, we'll just put in quotations, a man. Oh, yeah. Which was really dumb. It was... Uh, uh, Basically, he was kind of awkward, and, and we couldn't figure out if he was supposed to be someone on, on the, the spectrum. spectrum. Right. Um, which I thought was a really, really odd choice. Right. But then he ends up, this is the stupidest thing I think I've seen in a long time. He ends up getting laid. Right. And then just becomes like this macho leader. And I'm like, like, "Eh." Eh. the whole movie was really weird. It was really weird. Like buckets of, that's one of my favorite parts where the one guy's getting killed and they're just getting splattered with like, like the fake blood, the thick fake blood. I'm just like, this is hilarious. Or the girl who gets vaporized and it's just them shooting water at the window. Yes. I'm just like, wow. How much was the budget? It was like a hundred bucks. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to do a movie like this. I would strive to do something this terrible. Yeah. It's and then pretty, actually it's still better than one of the ones that I have. Oh, it's actually better than several of the ones I watched. Yeah. So you also had, uh, they had an actual llama an actual llama, which that, is great. That walked around. I couldn't believe that. And, uh, of course, it had glowing eyes. And um, then I, they got into fist fights. Oh, and... I was just going to say that. The, 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 llama, the llama arms on, like, sticks that they were using to punch people with. I just want them. Yeah. <laughs> I just want them. I just want to have them just so that I can just use them to reach people. <laughs> yeah, they had these, like, it was like a stuffed animal llama leg. Two of them, and they would just push them as if they're punching each other. Oh, I mean, this is not on top of the llama sex. The llama sex. Oh, yes, I forgot And then the guy who turns into a were-llama giving birth to fuzzy eggs. Yeah. Which was just weird in itself. Yeah. There was a lot of weird... Here's the thing. I appreciate that they did it to the douchebag guy. Yes, me too. Which made it funnier. Yes. He did a good job as a were llama, space mm-hmm. llama, were llama, were llama, there llama. <laughs> Although the uh, 
the entire time I'm watching this movie, I just have that stupid song, Happy Llama, Sad Llama, or Llamas and Hats. Uh, I was never a fan of Llamas and Hats. Me either. I was more of a Charlie, Charlie the, the Unicorn. Unicorn. I was oh, definitely nice. a Charlie the Unicorn. Charlie. I want that as a movie. I want that as a real movie. I would, I would watch I'd that. Watch That's that. a movie that would be on Amazon. That Charlie, is definitely a movie that would be on Charlie Amazon. Charlie the Unicorn mm-hmm. is a movie that would be on Amazon. Absolutely. And, I would, and it would be high fantasy. Yeah. Um, so overall, <laughs> what did you think of the movie? It was fun. Okay. It's not as bad as some of the things I've seen. It wasn't a uh, robot vampire. Yeah. It wasn't a robo vampire. It wasn't that bad. Like, it wasn't like, oh my God, we've gotten 15 minutes into this and we need to stop. Well, but in retrospect, robo vampire, in its defense, took the mythology from the, the Chinese vampires, vampires yeah. which as Westerners, we were not. We, we had no idea what was going on. So we had no idea no. the cultural relevance of that. But um, So now knowing that, I need I to think go back maybe and watch it. maybe we should it. go back, back and watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start right where we left. <laughs> I definitely loved the movie just because it didn't take itself seriously. No, not at all. It was good. Um, they had some okay special effects in mm-hmm. it. Yeah, well, the actual opening, though, is actually animated. Yeah, it's actually really weird. good. And the soundtrack's okay. The soundtrack was good. I, um, I will say that that most of these movies that I've we've watched have like good original soundtracks, hmm. except for one. Uh, a couple of mine, I, I all question. Yeah, but sometimes, most of the time, they have like they get somebody to, to yeah. do good good soundtracks. Yeah. So recommended or not? Oh, I would recommend this movie okay. for too. somebody who likes <clears throat> terrible monster movies. Mm-hmm. Don't take themselves too seriously. Love that campy stuff. This is this is right up their alley. Especially if somebody is wanting to do a movie, mm-hmm. who's something who wants to like go into doing these kinds of movies. This yep. is one to, to to study. Okay. My next one is actually not too bad. This one actually has a large budget, and I couldn't believe it. Uh, this one's called The Moose. Uh, it has a ninety-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Of all things, uh, it's made in 2015. Has a budget of 100,000, um, and it's directed by G. Logan Dillinger. It's about a young ranger or park ranger who moves to an Alaskan town uh, where strange things are afoot. They um, basically say that the town is the uh, flannel capital of the world. Okay, and. So it starts out fairly normal. I'm going to put that in quotation marks, fairly normal. Uh, But you soon find out that there is a cryptid, or I don't know, I guess you would call it a cryptid, or like a legend, a Canadian legend. It's a a musator. A musator? A moose. That's what they consider it. It's called a musator. So Uh, is it like a minotaur? Like half man, but like moose head. Oh, God. A musator. And there's a whole, like, just like in Lamageddon where there's, like, an animated opening. Mm-hmm. There's an animated opening to this with, like, native, you know, like, like Native Canadians talking about, like, this legend of this creature. And then it goes into it. So the movie is watchable. I'm going to say that. For a $100,000 budget, it's watchable. But it's got... Here's the thing. If it was just the musator... And they were just hunting it and then dealing with the murders that happened with the Musator, I would be okay with it. It's the other things in the movie that caught me off guard, like the hand puppets and the mides and the conspiratorial alien believing children. 
So... What what fever dream are you watching? That's what I said. Oh, and not including the highly violent narcoleptics. Okay, now I have to watch this. this The movie is insane. So... In the movie, there's a there's a restaurant called the Grease Trap, which is run by a hand puppet called George, he, and it's something out of Steven Spielberg, a, or not Steven, um, uh, what Jim Henson. So okay. like he brings out the thing to order, and you can still see the puppeteer's head like from the eyes up, but then you have to talk to the hand puppet to order your food. Oh my God! It's like Avenue Q. Yes. Oh my god! And not only great. that, it's not only is the owner of the restaurant a hand puppet, but so is the coroner, a hand puppet. But it's puppeted by the same person. But the two puppets have considerably different voices, as in they're voiced by two different people, but puppeted by the same person. And I can see that though. And the the coroner's actually a doctor. Okay. Yeah. So not. Oh yeah. It's you. That one. That one takes a long pause. I have to process that one for a minute. The, the movies. The movie's insane. You can the bullets and arrows and stuff can't kill the moose. You have to kill the moose. No spoilers. By stabbing the moose with an intact moose antler in the spleen. That is oddly specific. That's what they say in the movie. Well, <laughs> you have to stab it with an intact antler in the spleen. spleen. Well, that's oddly specific. That's, ex- that's a line from the movie. Okay. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it fits it. It fits it. The movie, so it's watchable. And I laughed. I chuckled to myself. I was thrown off by the weird, like, there's one kid who thinks that the new park ranger is an alien who wears, like, a tinfoil hat. And I was like, ooh, I feel that on my inside. Mm-hmm. Um there's just weird things abound, like in this movie. Side note: Speaking of aliens, okay. nothing to do with this aliens. episode. Nothing to do with this episode. No. Did you hear that the um, there was an Israeli um, official who actually admitted that aliens are real? They are helping us, and there is a galactic federation. No, I'm. Yes. I, I'm. I'm. I mean, we've already known. We've this, already known this, but, but uh, he actually said that. He waited till now to come out because the world wasn't ready to hear it. And after 2020, I mean, when they're like, oh, aliens is the final, like, thing <laughs> Godzilla, in Godzilla, kaijus, yeah. yes. That's the final front, <laughs> final thing. Final boss yeah. is Gojira. Right. Anyway, back to the moose. So, it's fun in, like, a trashy sort of way, but, like, in not... Like, in a, all these movies? Yeah, but this one... <laughs> I mean, it doesn't take itself seriously, but it has a lot of money put into it. Like, the special effects and stuff in it are better than a lot of the movies that I've seen. So, do I recommend this? Yeah. Okay. It's not bad. I mean, if you're like, I need something brainless, but also like a WTF, this one is up your alley. Okay. Because I'm just like, oh, it's a monster movie. It's set in Canada with your heroine and and hero that are park rangers. Okay. Hand puppets and mimes. <laughs> that okay? You want to talk about D and D? Like this is the the DM's putting this monster in because he has the mini. This is it. This is that. That is the the real world example of. of I, have I have a this mini. Shit. Yes, I'm putting it in the movie. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It's not as bad as the, my second one, it, but it's, I would say, the most watchable out of all the movies I have. Ooh, okay. And the director is a family. It's a family of people who work together mm-hmm. for this. They have another movie about a zombie mining person in the Wild West. Yeah, in Canada. So, okay, let me ask you this. How does that compare to Where Beavers? About the same. Okay. About the same. Yeah, okay. I would say, yeah, Where Beavers, uh, Piranha, yeah, kind of that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sharknado. Ah. <laughs> it's on that level of campy. <clears throat> All right. So, moving on, we have Huerquito, Nazi Hunter. Oh, God. I have this in my list, too. So it was released in 2016 and directed by Christopher Mim. Okay, Um, Mim. I'm guessing, I I apologize, I'm horrible at pronouncing names. Still best director name so far? How you doing? How we doing? How we we doing? Um, (laughs) Nothing's going to get better than that. I... I literally just pulled it up on IMDb because we're like, oh, we need to tell who directed it and give out when it was released and whatnot. And I just read it just because completely went over my head. And I was just like, what? what?" (laughs) Yeah, I'm reading a script and he's like, wait a minute, say that again? (laughs) But anyway, uh, directed by Christopher Mim. And again, Mm -hmm. uh, apologies if I mispronounced that. Mm -hmm. So this takes place after World War II where a Nazi experiment... Uh, ends up going back and seeking revenge for the things that were done to him. So, a Nazi scientist goes back to... Nope, a Nazi experiment. Oh, okay. So, So. what ends up happening is a soldier is kidnapped Mm -hmm. from the battlefield and is experimented on Mm -hmm. during uh, World War II. Mm -hmm. And he's turned into what they call the Wersquito. Wow. Which is like a Wermesquito. Would you say he'd not see that coming? (laughs) anyway um so i'm gonna ignore that joke that's my one so he comes back to the u.s and he's on on the hunt for these people as a as is he like half man half skeeto well he's a human but when he ever see he sees blood he turns into the where skeeto and so can kill like, people. Is he like tiny or is he big? No, it's a big. This one is okay. definitely because that would be hilarious. He was a full-grown human and then turns into a tiny mosquito. Because well, that to me would be hilarious. I didn't really know what it what it um, what it was going to end up doing. This is definitely like in the same vein as the fly. Oh, I see. Okay, so oh, it is definitely it yeah, it's definitely in that wheelhouse and. Definitely a nod to the 1950s horror movies. Oh, which I I love. Uh, so that's kind of where we got the idea of the intro going back yeah. to the, the, the drive-in. The yeah. So the main character was experimented on. He was actually saved by um, the allies. And okay. because a lot of the Nazis came to the U.S. after mm-hmm. World War II due to Project Paperclip and yeah. whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh he ends up coming back to the U.S. and hunting down because he wants to go back to normal. Oh, okay. And then he finds he out. He wants to be reversed. He unfortunately he finds out that he can't. Uh, then he just goes on a killing spree. So it's done in black and white. Mm-hmm. But oops, sorry, that's my ear. Uh, 
it's done in black and white, but whenever he there's blood, it is vibrant red. So very yeah, very, very like Sin City. City. Okay. Very Sin City. Okay. Uh, Which I enjoy that kind of thing where it's like black and white with like a splash of color. Yeah, it is <clears> very it's very good. And they also have that weird dubbing thing going on. Like so the, you, the, 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 yeah. the 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 words in the mm-hmm. in the, the mouth movement. Because you know, are... in a lot of the nineteen, really thirties yes. through sixties, yeah, um, a lot of people, especially like the big, like muscular guys that you see, like from oh, Hercules, yeah. they had rather high pitched voices, oh, so they, they dubbed, dubbed them. over them, and they really harken back to that in this, mm-hmm. and. I don't know. It was just, it was really entertaining. I really enjoyed it, but there are a lot of things that I think aspiring directors mm-hmm. can learn from this movie. So you would say that this didn't suck? Oh, it did. It really did. Lots of blood. Lots of blood. Blood! Now, the interesting thing, one of the good things was the costume budget was clearly spent on the the Wereskito. which should be which it should it be. should be because I mean if that's your monster then spend all the money on the monster so <clears throat> the the head actually looks exactly like the helmet Morpheus wears in the Sandman really yeah that's hilarious because I literally looked at that I was just like you've got to be kidding me so it is that insectoid alien shape head, the two large eyes, uh-huh. and then this long tendrilled mouth, which is obviously the the, the, the mouth of the mosquito. mosquito. Right. And like he's flopping around and he has like the, the monster mittens on. Oh and which are just oven mitts with yeah. stuff on it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's oh, quite humorous. I kinda want oven mitts that are supposed to be like monster things and I kinda want that now. I have seen crab oven mitts, oh, which I thought about getting. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Crab people. Crab people. Now, some griefs that I have with this movie, the dialogue is actually pretty good. Um, it's always it, like like three out of five things are okay. <laughs> the biggest thing, and because I'm a costumer, mm-hmm. that was the first thing I noticed. They did not have near the right period attire there's a lot of that i have Mm. and that was one of the weird things that i was kind of like it's one of those things where if the director's not aware of it if this Mm. is like one of their first movies right a lot of times they don't realize how important costuming Costuming is really even over set right i mean at least they did well with like making sure that the monster was the monster was good and and the guy's costume the guy's costume actually was fairly good Mm -hmm. um it was more modern but i was able to look past it because it was a glenn plaid um jacket with um dark trousers obviously black and white so we don't know what colors they were however that is very much reminiscent of a lot of alfred hitchcock's like the alfred hitchcock presents right um looks Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of the guys were just in dress shirts and ties like a lot of them were sloppy Mm -hmm. the biggest issue that i had was with the female protagonist because her hair was completely off and it might have actually been somewhat period appropriate mm. but it looked too modern, modern? Mm-hmm. and her dress 
was like 50s adjacent. Okay, so like 50s modern, like it's I don't really like a know. modern dress that's trying to be 50s. Yeah, well, yeah. it was like yeah, kind of it was like uh, no, actually, I know exactly what it was like. It's like H and M trying to do 1950s. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So it looked really off. Yeah. And then later on, she's actually in a sweatshirt and tight fitted pants, which was completely wrong for the the, the movie itself mm-hmm. and also the time period. Yeah. Those are just nitpicks that I notice from a a design aspect. But also one of the things that I didn't like was the architecture they used was clearly like 70s and 80s. Oh, and, and they're trying to be like 1950s, 1940s. Well, it was, you didn't really see a whole lot of it, mm-hmm. but there was a scene where he's sneaking up on a house and you're, I'm just looking at it. That's going, a modern house. I'm like, that's, <clears throat> that was built in the 70s or that was like, it wasn't yeah. even... That's an 80s raised ranch. (laughs) Well, there was a raised ranch. So, I mean, it was just little things like that. Now, when it comes to the sets, uh, minimalism is great. And Mm -hmm. I think they did a good job. One of the funniest things, though, is they they clearly built a room for the experiment scenes. So the laboratory. So they built that. So it's it's like they use... um, the perforated pegboard for the ceiling, which I actually liked. That's, it actually worked. That's fantastic. Blank walls. And then you had like this little like eight and a half by 11 picture of Adolf Hitler over in the corner. Wow. <laughs> and wow. it was just like. Okay. The biggest thing though, overlooking all of that was the guy who played the German doctor. Uh-huh. One, this is not a spoiler, but it actually plays into it. He calls his mis- the Wersquito his little piggy. There's actually a story behind it, which I actually did really like. I thought that was really kind of a, an interesting twist. But he did not have the German accent. He just had a Amer- uh, regular like, American accent. So this horrible German accent I have oh. right now, which it's- I don't know if it's picking up on... on um, on a on the microphone or not is actually better than what he had because he was talking like this and then um you would he would randomly throw in like german words german words so it'd be like nine like not even like the german nine it'd be like me saying nine nine wow (laughs) and i'm trying to think there was one time he threw in a word and i'm just like stop to oh stop. my god, like to stop it already. You couldn't even You it would be better if you just they said you were German and you had an American accent and then you just went with it. Now, granted, here's the, also the other thing. I don't really know where what where in the time. It could have been like one of those really terrible nineteen forties movies where all the Germans had British accents. I would have accepted that. I would have totally accepted that. Like in the nineteen forties and fifties, mm-hmm. where like all the bad guys didn't matter what they were. They were all British. <laughs> they were all British or they were all Middle Eastern. That's there was it. no in between. There was no in between. Um, no, I really did like the movie. It was definitely... I definitely had my issues from like design aspects, mm-hmm. but it was entertaining. It was something different. Yeah. The ending was so-so, but I don't know. I, I, it was it was a fun watch. Yeah. 
I would say I'm gonna have to take a look at it. I'm gonna have to watch it probably. I'm on that. I'm on yeah. that track right now. Like I don't care. Now I'm on like a. Now I'm on like a. I'm gonna watch all the terrible movies track because that's where my brain is right now. Yeah. And I'm like I'm on. I'm on three for three. Might as well go for for a fourth one. So that might be my my one tonight. Yeah. So the one I have next is very much the same, except mine has an insane time identity crisis. So this one is called Inhume Witch. Uh, 2016 has a 4.8 on IMDb, and that is being generous. That oh, is God. Being generous. I would say um, 1 out of 10 wouldn't recommend <laughs> So this one, yet again, is supposed to be based in the 50s. It's uh, uh, written and directed by David uh, Cornelius. And it's about an astronaut. Well, let me preference this. So the movie is supposed to be a 1950s-esque movie. And it's done all in black and white. And it's about the United States going back to capsule space travel again. So they got this guy, and he's an astronaut, and he's in space in one of the most rickety mystery science theater like sets I have ever seen in my life where oh, they God, have to do I love those I do sets. and they has to do like the shake like the Star Wars shake and he's <laughs> like oh it's anti-gravity and he, they have his like shirt held up by like like fishing line so it looks like he's floating like oh it's it's brilliant on a terrible scale um I have to. I have to say, the fact that they're using fishing line to make his, his clothing look like it has it's moving amongst. Oh, I was like, that's, is that's that brilliant. fishing line? I was like, I thought at first it was just him with his arms up going like this, but no. Then you can see like the pieces of his clothing go. I was like, oh, they have fishing line. That's that's amazing. So the thing is about this movie, I didn't notice it at first because the first scene is there in like Mission Control in like Florida or whatever. Mm -hmm. Which it literally looks like an office building from the nineties. Oh the god! It's like a giant glass building, and I'm like, "That's the nineties. <laughs> that's there's no no. Uh, that's not Cape Canaveral." <laughs> and then they go inside. It's an office with some long tables. Oh god! Oh, let me guess. It's like that weird eighties furniture. Yes. Oh god! It's all black and white, but you can very much tell that the costuming is all two thousands. They're all wearing like the short sleeve white button up shirts with sloppy ties, and like oh, there's one the that's... one guy with rim horn glasses. Mm -hmm. The one thing that got me, they have a doctor. His name is Doctor Chang. He's a tall, white, bald guy. And his name is Dr. Chang. And his name is Dr. Chang. And I couldn't get over it the entire time. I was like, wow, guys. Wow. So what happens is, this is very much a play on the blob. Okay. So the there's a to have anti-gravity on the space capsule, they in, made up this crazy radioactive like machine that has like tons that makes tons of radioactive like runoff. And of course, nothing could ever go wrong in space except 2 minutes later they're like there's a massive meteor shower heading your way. And it hits the thing and like causes radiation leakage and his wife sent him a bag lunch to go to space. I mean, it's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. And it's like, it's Manwich. 
It's a manwich sandwich, which he gets knocked out of his hand, lands on the radioactive sludge, which then he lands on. The capsule gets knocked out of space into a random park. And then, like, he escapes, and they're just, like, licking bones. They're like, it has to be Sloppy Joe. The funny thing is the name of the guy's name is Joe. Oh, it's the, the it's terrible. So it's literally a, a blob story. So the guy gets fused with a sloppy Joe sandwich and goes on a like a killing spree and absorbs people like it will leave behind like bones, which they use the same ske- like classroom skeleton for every dead person. I mean, hey, here's the thing. If you're on a budget, you're re- re- you are reusing that shit. And I was like, that's the same skeleton from the girl. OK, but I mean. The special effects are okay, but you can definitely tell this is in the 2000 where it's like sepia black and white, but that's a 2015 blazer. Oh, (laughs) and like today's Jeeps, like the, the army shows up and it's just like chunky dude with like a beard who's like the general, but it's what they do is they show the same Jeep. But like arriving four or five times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then you see all the. Yeah, it's so bad. Uh, <clears throat> One of the scientists gets like dragged in and his like legs get eaten. So the entire rest of the movie, it's just him and like the skeleton legs. Oh, oh, it's so bad. Like the weakness of the monster is onions because Joe, who's the astronaut who got fused with the sandwich, has an allergic thing to onions. Which makes him swell up and get lethargic. Yes. So you can't... Like, they find out that bullets and tanks and all this shit can't defeat the monster. And like they're like... The biggest joke is it grows exponentially with everything it eats. And they're like, oh my god, if it keeps on going, it's going to go to Cincinnati. You mean the Queen City? That's the whole joke of the, of the movie. And it's just like one of those running jokes, like the entire movie. It's also one of those movies that like when somebody says something, the other character repeats it, but like with a question mark. Oh, so do so you, it's, it's, so it's like Yu-Gi-Oh. I play the dark magician. Oh no, he plays the, the dark, dark magician. magician. It's like, it will grow exponentially and move to Cincinnati. Are you saying that it will grow exponentially and move to Cincinnati? Yeah. It's so bad. By the end of it, they find out the only way they could defeat this is by hiring a competitive eater to eat the manwich. I don't have words for that. I it came out of left field. They're like, we need that we found the only way to defeat this monster is to hire a competitive eater. And it's just this big dude with a beard. Probably the same guy that's the army guy? No, to, totally different. Oh, okay. The army guy looks like an older version of the young kid from Pete and Pete. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then by the end of the movie, so like everything is in black and white. Everything is in black and white or sepia, whatever you want to call it, because it's like a weird off-brown black and white. So that sepia. would be sepia tone. The credits are in color. And f- swear to God, it's ripped from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I am like, this movie has a time, like, identity crisis. It doesn't know what it's trying to be. Is it the 50s? Is it just a 2000 movie in black and white? I, you don't know. You don't know. Is it a PSA for for, for eating manwich? Uh, mm, yeah. Yeah. 
it might be one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Oof. It might be one of the worst movies. And I mean, it makes me think of like, if these guys can make a movie, anybody can make a movie. This was like, I, I got some army costumes and some friends and a manwich and some tinfoil and some cardboard and my mom's camcorder. Let's make a movie. I mean, isn't that how most, like, directors get started? I mean, yeah, I guess so. But, like, I mean, mm, um, I don't know if they were trying to be... Mm, yeah, it was bad. I mean, that, that sounds like, like exactly what I do when I'm getting ready for a play. Okay, this is the thing. Like, I the, have this, 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 uh, and duct tape. Yeah. Let's go. There was, like, a Salisbury steak joke, and I was just... I. Oh, if they would have had food puns in the whole thing. There is food puns throughout oh, the God, whole that's movie. That's amazing. There's a... Uh, I mean, if I want to talk about time credit, I mean, there are like a park scene where the blob comes in and it's like reaching from a pan of manwich and it does the whole like, like evil dead thing where like hand and like get somebody's face and like, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. But like kids in like Adidas sweaters and like, yeah. Uh, so recommended not recommended. No, no, no. I mean, if you're really serious about your terrible movies, sure. Four out of four point eight out of ten is being generous. Okay, being highly generous. I would say two. Okay, two at max. All right. So the next one I watched was Karis Hell. Oh, we talked about this one already, but uh-huh. yes, I was excited about you watching this one. Released in 2016 and mm-hmm. directed by Steve Rudinsky. It's. Okay, that sounds like a director's name. Yes. Um, It is the story of a sentient carousel unicorn who wakes up and gets tired of being sat on, kicked, and have snotty kids rubbing their fingers all over him and decides to go on a killing spree. Wow, sounds like my life. (laughs) Um, So it starts off with the carousel talking to itself because like inner monologue inner monologue because none of the other carousel horses are sentient does it explain how it becomes sentient no actually the movie never does and that's the one thing i wanted to know like how i need a follow-up i need a prequel i need to know how this thing became sentient so the way that they kind of explain it was he fell asleep for a long time and then he randomly woke up again so we don't know how that happens. They never explain that. So basically he like yeets himself off of the carousel. It's the only way to describe it. I mean, he just dislodges himself because he decides yeah. to. Yeah. And my big thing is he has a pole through the center of him. Where does the pole go? Like, all I have to it's say- just, he, he literally yeets himself off of it. And, you know, all I have to say is what's the, ca- the carousel? That's it. This, this, this. What the carousel? What's this carousel? Yeah. That's. <laughs> so then he goes and he starts talking to the clown because this is at a carnival. So who's this is smoking weed behind the, the barn or something. Okay. And the guy's smoking weed, and you could tell he's smoking weed. Right. And then he goes. He's talking to this thing. He's like. Dude, I don't know why I'm telling you this because you're not real. Like he's hallucinating, mm-hmm. and the carousel's like, "I'm not real." Oh, and then I, just oh like, now he's having an existential crisis. Well, no, and <sighs> then he's like, "I'll show you not real or something stupid," and goes and like impales him, like like stabs him in the neck with his horn, and he's like, "You could go do something, something, something in hell." Oh my and, god! 
And then um, the funniest thing, he says, like, so, you know, you can do this in hell. You can mm. do that in hell. Oh, then, so it's all the hell puns. Well, in like, after, like, the third or fourth killing, he goes, dude, this is, like, the fifth time I've said this in, like, a half hour. I need to find a different line. <laughs> so, self-realization. 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 But the story actually follows a brother and sister, as a lot of these movies do. Right. So the mother has to go to a meeting and she needs someone to watch the little boy. And of course, the girl is like hella millennial. Oh, so like she's, like, like the, she's on social media. The and she's sister like, from uh, uh, Lamageddon. Worse. Wow. Because she's worse because she'll actually say hashtag lame or hashtag this uh, out loud out loud oh, and so she's just talking and <laughs> she's just like how am i supposed to let my fifteen thousand followers know what i'm doing first they go to the carnival mm -hmm. because it's the boy who actually like pisses the guy off the carousel off mm -hmm. enough to actually go on a you know, murdering spree. Right. Then they go to a party afterwards, and this is where, like, the eye rolls start happening. Mm -hmm. So you have the douchebag guy with the double polo shirts, collar popped, handing out beads like it's Mardi Gras to any girl who flashes him. At the carnival. No, this is at the party. Okay. So they go to the party after they go to the carnival because, you know... It's, Why not? Yeah. Well, she has to watch her brother, and she ends up taking the brother there. And then after that, it's like when all hell breaks loose because the carousel is actually hunting down this little boy because after riding him, um, he's kicking his sides, he's picking his nose, wiping his nose on the unicorn and actually wipes it on its eye. Oh, and so the unicorn so being is being a just terrible child, being a terrible child. And he's just fed up. And so he's like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Mm hmm. Which I think were his actual words now wow. that I think about it. That's hilarious. So they go to this party. The kid is there. His name is, his nickname is Lunchbox, which there's some like weird like references to it. But the one thing I had a problem with his character is he just ate the entire movie. And you have all of these horrible stereotypes at this party uh-huh so you have the girl who's supposedly like the social media queen where she's like hashtag this hashtag that right. blah 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 oh no it's social commentary yeah oh it very much was <laughs> then you have the two foreign exchange kids uh-huh who are who speak in horrible french accents and Hacks they're like together like, so, as in a couple, or just... Like, incest. Friend. Oh, oh, God. Oh, that's, um, that's that's terrible. But you find out the douchebag who has the pop collar is actually a brony. But they don't call it a... They don't call it a brony. It's like, my tiny unicorn is what it was called. So he's dating the girl, and they actually met at a convention. And there's this whole drama with that, so... She's, like, totally obsessed with My Tiny Unicorn, which is obviously commentary on My, My Little Pony. Pony. Right. Um, weird things happen. So this girl is very, very dumb. The one who likes My Little Pony. Or, uh -huh. excuse me, My Tiny Unicorn. My Tiny Unicorn, which just sounds like a joke or something else, but whatever. Well, yeah. <clears throat> so she's, like, trying to get these two foreign exchange students 
who are speaking in horrible French accents, who are super snobby. She's like, oh, here, you know, you guys like wine and cheese. Wow. Yeah, super racist. Because only French people like wine and cheese. Oh, it gets better. So she pulls out a bottle of wine. It show, shows the label. Like, it's like Boone's Farm. Yeah, I, it's supposed <laughs> to be like Boone's Farm. <laughs> and then she brings a like crystal plate over, but it is American sliced cheese and crackers. <laughs> oh, that it's hurts. terrible. That hurts. It is terrible. That is the worst like American stereotype. Oh, you like cheese? Like, yeah. Here's the murder. So they, they end up like throwing it away. <clears throat> Come to find out later, this is a spoiler, but I still think it's funny. You find out they're from Quebec. <laughs> wow. It's it's super wow. stupid. So I'm leaving out a whole bunch. I'm jumping around a little Which bit. Which is fine. But the unicorn eventually gets in the house. And, of course, you have the guy and the girl who are obsessed with my, my tiny unicorn. My so tiny there's, unicorn. there's a unicorn there. So they start partying with the unicorn. Well, they take the unicorn upstairs. Then there's the awkward girl who's like... I've never done this before, and it alludes, it doesn't show anything, but it alludes to her screwing the unicorn. Wow, which is like a metal rock. Okay, cool. But cool. here's the thing the unicorn afterwards is smoking a cigarette and she's he's like she's like, I don't know why I did this. Why did you do this to me? He's like, Bitch, literally you asked for this. Wow. <laughs> like Wow. And then <clears throat> You know, hilarity ensues, and... Does he... I mean, spoilers, does he kill the kid? I'm not... Yes and no. There's a lot of other things happening in it, so the ending is really weird, because there's also, like, the White Knight, who is actually the knockoff Woody character, the cowboy, who is from the... um, carnival uh-huh who has a magic gun that'll kill the unicorn but the unicorn ends up like running over the kid in like a kia soul or a jeep or something at the very end it's like it doesn't at all make sense basically everyone dies wow wow that is pretty terrible it it was pretty terrible it was it was bad there's so much that happens, and there's so much cringe in it, but it's hilarious. Is it like Burt Whatever's Serenade? How um, cringy that was? No, I actually think it's worse. Because there's also a bit with the pizza guy who, like, the pizza guy is just trying to do his job, but the the douchebag won't pay him, so he just stays at the party instead of, like... Get it? Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Wow. I want to know what the writers and director were on when they decided to make this movie. I don't know. But, I mean, again, it had... Well, there's a couple scenes with the punching where, where it oh, has, like... Oh, is it the, the same thing from Lamageddon? The, the, the oh, same, like, God. punching hooves. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just a mess. Wow. I kind of need to watch it now. I kind of need to watch it now. If you love... Bad horror movies. I this highly one. recommend it. Okay, cool, cool. Yes, because this is most of ours are 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 this. Yes. What are your favorite horror movies, or at least your most favorite terrible horror movies? Let us know over at um, Twitter and Instagram at Oh Midnight Roll. 
and join us next week as we talk to Alfred Hitchcock about his obsession with birds. Ta-ta. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OMidnightRoll. Also, feel free to like, rate, and review us wherever podcasts are located. Until next time, good morning and memento mori.